John Jones is great. John Jones the legend. John Jones the goat. Oh man, that's the mood we on today. That is the mood. John Jones the great. Well, I mean, is there anything else to say about the great John Jones? The man is the youngest champion in UFC history. The man beat DC twice. My, fuck all that disqualification. He whooped his ass twice. The only man to honestly push John Jones to the brick of the brink of defeat is Alexander Gustafson. We all know this the first time. John Jones know what he messed up on. So after he's got all his legal troubles situated, John Jones did his little studying, did his review, and look what happened. John Jones whooped his ass and on to the next. Anthony Smith, man, a lot of respect. A lot, a lot, a lot of respect to you because of the fact that you didn't care about all that PED stuff. All you know, all that matter was when that when the cage closed, it's just mano y mano, and you know you got he got hit with some nasty hits. You know, even that illegal knee by John Jones, which I was very very scared about possibly him getting disqualified. I was scared about that, very very scared because of the fact that one is an illegal hit, and if Anthony Smith cannot continue. It's a disqualification on John Jones' record and possibly might have lost his title. Actually, probably would have, would have lost his title. And obviously, as UFC fans and sports fans in general, you never want to see a fight end on a disqualification like that. So, like I said, much respect to Anthony Smith finishing the fight like a man. But... Now you ask yourself, what's next for John Jones? And personally, for me, the fight that I would like to see him fight is uh, Stipe. I would love to see him fight Stipe. Stipe has been clawing for a fight since his loss to DC. And DC has been cowering in fear of everybody else that's coming for him. Of everybody. You know, you ask yourself, what's next for DC? And to be honest... There's nobody in the heavyweight division that personally, you know, I can see possibly taking him down. Maybe Francis Naganu, if he got if he got lucky on a cut on a hit on a punch, but obviously he's just one rounded. DC is a well well rounded fighter. You know, you talking great uh master class wrestler. The man can strike. You know, it's just. Personally, for me, I just think he's a pussy. He should fight Stipe again. And he should just cut it, cut it out with this Brock Lesnar stuff. Because we already know Brock Lesnar is not going to stay in the UFC. He's not going to stay. He's going to leave again. You know, the man just wants to make his money and leave. And I understand. But that whole DC and Brock Lesnar in the octagon a while back after he beat Stipe... That was a joke to me. That was all joke, publicity stunt. I mean, to be honest, Brock Lesnar's last fight wasn't even all that. He looked slow, lethargic, and overall he looked sloppy. And 
to have him come out of retirement basically again to fight somebody of DC caliber is not a good look. It's bad. I don't like it. Because at the end of the day, you know, they're both great wrestlers, Brock Brock Lesnar in his own right too. But if they keep it on the on the ground, obviously I give that advantage to uh, DC because of the fact that one he has no layoff and he is a better fighter than Brock. He's just an overall better fighter than Brock, and I don't see this fight being as great as a lot of people think it is. But if it was back in the day when Brock had the title and everything was making a lot of noise, possibly maybe that would have been a good fight. But obviously for me as a UFC fan, I'd rather not see that fight. I'd rather just see a John Jones versus DC again. But obviously we're probably probably never going to get that again. And it, it's sad. It's sad as fans because that's the fight that we want. That's the fight we want to see. It just sucks. Like I said, if if John Jones is willing to fight again, he said he wants to fight again before the end of the year. And I think a fight with Stipe would bring a lot of noise and a lot of attention. And I like it personally from a standpoint, but I already know what's going to happen. John Jones is going to outclass Stipe. But... Hey, man, that fight is a lot of what-ifs. So, obviously, I'm still rocking with John Jones no matter what. Regardless, big games on today. We got Real Madrid versus Ajax in the Champions League. For those of you that watch soccer, football, football, right now, Real Madrid is up to one on aggregate. They're home right now. If Ajax gets an away goal... This will be huge. It's changed the whole momentum of the whole game. But, like I said, Real Madrid's home. They're a different animal in the Champions League competition. I have a feeling Benzema's finally going to get a goal. Benzema's going to have a good game, I feel like. Match just kicked off. It's only been about a minute played. But, you know, I'm looking for Bale to have a good game. And... I'll be honest with you, Tottenham versus Borussia Dortmund. I could see I could see Dortmund coming back. I could see Dortmund coming back. The Spurs having another dropout game like they usually do late and against big opponents. But who knows? They're in Germany. Sancho is going to have a good game. I really hope so. Hopefully he signs with United in the summer. But unfortunately, he is going to cost a shitload of money. At least 100 mil. But he's young, fast, talented. Hasn't even reached his prime yet. And he needs to come back home. He needs to come home. United's on the road tomorrow in Paris. And Ollie's at the wheel. I'm, I'm having no fear about tomorrow. All hope. Positive vibes. I'm buzzing about tomorrow. Ollie's going to let the guys loose. He's going to let them loose, play fast, play ruthless, and let Rashford loose. Let everybody loose. Unfortunately, Pogba is suspended for tomorrow, so we do lose a big dynamic figure in our starting 11. But I have a feeling that one of the academy graduates, either Tate Chung or Angel Gomes, 
or even Mason Greenwood would step up and his replacement. Even McTonamy. McTonamy had a great game the last couple games that he's played. Uh, Andreas is coming around. I'm really liking his vibes. I'm so glad he chose to stick with United because he's really starting to show his quality as a young Brazilian. I like it. Um, nothing but good games. And speaking of football, we're going to switch to American football. I am a disgusted, disgusted, horrified Giants fan. I am... I feel sick to my stomach after the news that I just heard not too long ago about Landon Collins uh, tweeting out farewell to Giants Nation. And I'm not going to lie, my heart hurt. My heart hurts. It, it's broken. And at this point, I'm at a loss for words because this is a guy, a GM, David Gettleman, who we had all hopes on of changing the team around and everything. You know, strike one for me was trading Eli Apple so young in his career and early. Two was all them trades that he made where we only got picks. I think we only got a third-round pick for Apple and a fifth round, if I can remember. It's just bad because of the fact that, one, he's so young. He's only been with the Giants, I believe, two years, and you trade him already. It's a lot of Giants fans ready to give up on him, but earlier this year... You know, he's been balling out. He's been playing well. You know, obviously things changed in the locker room. It was just a bad season. And I think they just looked for a scapegoat and gave it to him. And unfortunately, you know, what sucks is when he went to the Saints, he did very, very well. The Saints got a steal. The Saints got somebody who's young, who's ready to get it. I respect their move. Now you look at the Giants. Now, you look at people like Landon Collins, been with the team for four years, ever since he was a rookie in Alabama who has paid his dues, plays hurt, he's a captain, um, young, fast, can hit, can lead a team, lead a defense, and you hear what you hear, you see where I'm going? You ask yourself, why, why let him go? Why let him go? Don't you think you should just pay the man who has been the heart and soul of our defense for the past couple of years what do you just pay him pay him what he's worth let him recover from his shoulder surgery he had and once he's recovered you know what kind of player you're getting from him you know this you're not getting a player who's just going to try it out there and waste it waste his time and waste waste the organization's money he's a player that goes out there he's a dog he was a ball hawk he balls and he's just sad it really is sad that it came down to this. And Gettleman, I really, I'll be honest with you, I don't know his vision anymore for this team. His vision started off with just wanting to get younger, faster, tougher. Understand all that. I understand. Yes, I like the getting the younger part, you know, but I'm not with the whole getting rid of everybody. And also, the another news that came out the other day, Nino told my my other boy Nino told me about this is they're looking to apparently trade Olivier Vernon. Now, say what you want about Olivier Vernon. I like him too. I want him to stay a giant. I want him to stay until we get a championship and get this ship right. But apparently, Gellum is ready to ship his sail off. And it sucks because of the fact that, you know, Giants open up the checkbook for him. He's played hard. 
Obviously, this season, we're not really going to get too much into it. He was hurt a lot. He had a really bad ankle sprain in training and pre and training camp. And it vested on to about, I think, week four or five. And by then, the season was just gone already. It just really sucks. But the one positive that I'm liking so far about these draft combines and everything is there are reports about a long meeting between between Haskins and the Giants. And holy shit, I'm watching the game. I'm sorry. I just scored a crazy freaking goal early. Early. And it's an away goal. So 2-2 on aggregate right now. They score one more. They put Madrid in a tough spot. Told people don't sleep on Ajax. They're young. They want to get after it. What a shot in the bottom right corner. Wow. What a pass. Mm. Tadic with the nice smooth pass. Mm. Former Southampton man. I'm sorry about that. Soccer runs my life pretty much. Back to the Giants. I mean, it just sucks. You know, it really does suck. And I really don't know what's going to happen in the draft. I'm really praying that Kyler Murray does get drafted number one because of the fact that I don't even want Giants, other Giants fans to even think about him putting on a New York Giants jersey. I don't want to see that little motherfucker in a Giants jersey. I don't. As much as I respect his play and his grit, you know, man, you chose the wrong sport. You should just go back to go back to baseball. Less injuries. Preserve your body. And go get that money. Football, if things don't work out for him within a couple of years, I mean, yeah, he can still lean on baseball 100%. But I really do. I'm not one of those people that hope for the worst in, you know, draft picks. I really do hope for nothing but the best for him. I really, really do. But, you know, his frame being 5'10", you know, 206 pounds. And I just don't see it being, you know, the way he is. I just don't see what's his, his ceiling. But I'm not the judge of that because of the fact that you have players like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees who are also under the six foot and uh, ball out. And they ball out. But like I said, my heart is set on Haskins. I said it before and I say it now. I want Haskins. Haskins is the most complete quarterback in this draft right now. Big, strong. He still has the Tims. He's got a fitted. I wish it was a Mets fitted though. Giants just do the right thing. But I'll be honest with you, the way Gettleman has been treating this roster right now, I'll be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't drive Haskins. I wouldn't be shocked. If he went, like, offensive alignment or something, I still would not be shocked because this whole Landon Collins thing caught me by a shock. And, you know, David, David Gettleman already lost my trust as Giants fans, personally. He is, I'd rather have uh, Ross back. Was it Ross? Fuck, I forgot our old GM name, but he did his thing during free agency in most most cases. 
Obviously, the last couple before he got fired weren't that good at all. But the man opened up the checkbook for Antonio Pierce. He opened the checkbook for... Um, damn it. He opened the checkbook the first time to get Atlanta Collins his rookie contract. Oshiyuminura, he opened it up for... You know, Tuck, everybody. But it just sucks that, you know, he did take the run of the damage, obviously, because of the product we were putting on the field. But to then get fired and then let David Gettleman come in and then trade your first round cornerback and then to get draft picks and then to not franchise tag Landon Collins, you know, the GOAT of our team. You know, he's definitely an all-time giant great already, and it's only been four years, but I just don't see a vision at all because now we got to waste one of the draft picks on on someone, on a safety now. And, you know, as far as the safety's coming out, I know the safety from Miami, that was pretty good, but I'm not too sure if I got to research, actually, because I don't even think he came out. I just, I'm disgusted sad but on to the NBA now NBA y'all know I'm a big LeBron James fan y'all know this y'all know I think he's the GOAT but I'm gonna knock him on one thing right now I don't like his don't like his attitude I don't like his work ethic right now I don't even like watching him play basketball lately to be honest with you because the Lakers are struggling the way they are to try and make the playoffs. And I'll be honest with you, I think their dreams are over. It's the first time I've not seen LeBron in the playoffs since I started watching basketball, basically. It's weird. Not going to see that. But, you know, the half-ass effort on defense, the half-ass effort to cover people or to get open and... Like for last night, for instance, when he let the ball roll and just picked it up and chucked it and bricked it, I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Run a play or something, get some get some movement going, get some backdoor cuts going, and you did one of those. And I think he's fed up, honestly, just by the way he's playing. He's fed up. He's done. He's already on vacation, personally. <clears throat> But it's pretty obvious that this move to L.A. was not a a sports decision. It was a purely family decision because if he wanted to go anywhere and win, he would have probably went to Houston. He could have went there, could have went to San Antonio. I feel like he would have been a really, really, really good fit in San Antonio, personally, with Pop there, Aldridge, DeRozan. Then you fit LeBron in there. I think the team is, you know, one of the best teams in the West. But there's also a lot of talk about free agency and everything of how AD is being treated. I just sidetracked a little bit, but just getting into the NBA free agency talk already. Kyrie is fed up already in Boston. The man comes out there before the season, you know, I'm going to come back. I'll be here next year if y'all allow me to. To not want to talk, don't care. Seems like he's having a problem with the younger cats in Boston right now with Jason Tatum, Rosier, and uh, Jalen. So I don't think he's coming back next year. I think he's going to leave. As far as where, I do not know. 
But I would not be surprised if he ends up in L.A. with Braun again. It's clear. It's clear as day he misses playing with Braun. He misses Braun's leadership. He misses, you know, him shouldering all the bad stuff or the vibe. He can't. He obviously can't shoulder all that stuff because you see him blowing up at the media every single night. And, you know, you asked for the spotlight. You asked for it. You got it. And now you look like you're cracking under everything right now. And, you know, for him to reach out to LeBron a couple a while, a couple months ago, you know, ask him about how to how to run things and how to how to try and, you know, reach out to the younger players. That just goes to show that, you know, you need LeBron. You need his advice. You need his wisdom. But this LeBron James right now is probably the worst, the worst I've seen James in a, in a while. I just don't like his vibes at all. I don't feel his ambition to try and make the playoffs at all. You know, maybe next year I hit the reset button. You know, I do feel I feel like there's a little bust up between Kuz and uh, Braun a little bit. There was a play in last night's game where uh, James was supposed to switch and get on the, the open man at the three, and then he bumped into uh, Kuz and Kuz pushed him. And I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I could have sworn I heard Kuz go, 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 like yelled it. And then Braun showed no enthusiasm, no energy to get out and cover the open man whatsoever. And to be honest, you know, one of the fallbacks because of this year is Walton's going to be gone. Luke is going to be gone. And I'll be honest with you, don't be surprised if uh, Tyron Lue gets the call. Tyron Lue gets the call, or Brian Shaw gets the call. Don't be surprised. Because Tyron Lue is the only coach that can deal with Braun for the most cases. Most cases. I'm not going to say everything's been Braun's cases, but, you know, that he can he knows how to handle him when he's frustrated and whatnot. I feel like Brian Shaw would be that kind of guy, too. He, or he, has, uh, he has everybody's respect. AD is being hindered like a hostage right now. You know, he's only allowed to play about 22 minutes a game, and he gets benched for the entire fourth quarter in most cases. Now, I don't like the NBA standpoint of forcing them to play him, especially somebody who doesn't want to play for their organization. You know, if I was the team owner, you know, it's like, why do you, why do, why should I have to play somebody who doesn't want to, who doesn't want to work for me? Why? I find it stupid, to be honest, to even put him out there for 20 minutes a game. Me, as a Pelicans coach, I'll probably put him out there for 10 minutes and put him back on the bench, maybe even five. But unfortunately, you're in a league where, you know, they want to show respect to the fans, obviously, respect that, obviously, fans spending their money and going to go see you. But, you know, that's me. I wouldn't want nobody on my team like that. It's clear AD doesn't want to be there. But he is still playing hard, which I do like. Wow, Ajax scored again. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. Nerdist is putting on a show. 
Nerdies is putting on a show. What a shot. What a move to get past Courtois. Wow. Wow. What a move. Tadic with the other assist again. Tadic is balling. Holy shit. A side note, guys. I know I'm still recording. Um, if you're interested in being like a guest or anything, let me know. Be more than happy to have you on. We'd love to debate with you for a little bit on all good things sports. Preferably, I want to talk some more soccer so you know who you are. Hit me up. I'll probably hit you up to come on the show next week. All right, guys, it's been real. Thanks for listening. Be back next week. Peace.